You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. I gotta tell you, this Pittsburgh New England story is getting better and better, huh? The Patriots and the Steelers, are they destined to meet in the AFC Championship? Could we be seeing a situation with the New England Patriots being the defense led by the former Pittsburgh Steeler great linebacker James Harrison? Who now, it looks like, is becoming the villain in Pittsburgh. Teammates are fired up about this. Multiple Steelers say James Harrison got what he wanted with his release from the Pittsburgh Steelers. James Harrison, now a member of AFC Rousem, New England Patriots, wanted out of Pittsburgh because of lack of playing time. According to Marquis Pouncey, erased his own legacy. Harrison was unhappy with the limited role that included 40 snaps in 14 games. Coach Tomlin briefly explained the release Tuesday, citing the need for corresponding move with Marcus Gilbert's return from the suspension. If you don't want to be here, come out and say it, Pouncey said. Don't make it look like it's the team's fault. You think the team and the organization wanted to get rid of James Harrison? Come on now. If I wanted out, I wouldn't let the team take the blame for it. Added linebacker Bud Dupree. I don't want the media to portray that the reason he left. There ain't no reason. He chose to leave. He made certain decisions. Atkins got him the circumstances. Quarterback Adi Burns said Harrison's energy showed the team he was upset over the lack of playing time, which created a whole thing with him and the guys upstairs. I guess New England is where he wanted to be, Burns said. Bill Paris, Harrison's agent, said sadly the party was amicable, but Harrison was clearly frustrated over his role in the defense. Pouncey spoke strongly about the responsibility of a longtime Steeler to carry out what's best for the team, including mentoring young players. Rookie T.J. Watt and Dupree, both first-round picks, replaced Harrison on a full-time basis this season. When asked whether Harrison has a mentor to them, Dupree laughed while walking out of the interview scrum. We're going to speak the truth. That's what it is. I want to be the best offensive lineman, B.J. Finney. If he comes and takes my position, it is what it is. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm very thankful for everything. I'm a man about everything. Anytime I messed up, every time I never did anything, I stood up and everybody and I told them, I'm not going to run from no one. It's a strange ending to Harrison's career in Pittsburgh. He spent all but one of his 15 seasons with the Steelers, making five Pro Bowls, two Super Bowls, a Defensive Player of the Year, 
And I'll tell you what. His teammates said he led by example. Safety Mike Mitchell said Harrison is a friend, but he added about Harrison's going to New England. I probably wouldn't have done it for 59000 Harrison is due 58823 in Week 17 salary. Playoff games are paid by share. Asked whether Harrison became a locker room distraction towards the end. Pouncey sent a message to pass register. I don't care. Bye. Have fun. Wow. There's some heat in Pittsburgh. Out of the rivalry. And it's how great is it that NFL player wouldn't have played the one game for 59000 Jesus. Sign me up. Stay tuned for more Fantasy Football Rewind. This is Tony Cicada. Right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> save the life of every child with your help. Thank you. Hey, this is Greg Sussman from the Roto Experts in the Morning, and, and listen, we can all use a little help sometimes. That's why I talk to three guys every single day, and they help me with my fantasy teams. But if you need help with your fantasy teams, and you probably do, you should purchase the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football In-Season Package, featuring weekly lineup ranks, chats with our experts every single day, and player cards for every player in the NFL, including reports from InsideInjuries.com. You cannot beat it. Don't set your lineups without checking the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge In-Season Package. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. Are you sad like a little puppy? Because the lineup block show brought to you by DailyRoto.com is now doing the NBA 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Don't be sad. I got Scooby Snacks for you. That's right. DFS Today brought to you by DailyRoto.com on iTunes. You get DFS information every day. Fantasy football, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Subscribe to DFS Today brought to you by DailyRoto.com on iTunes. Does your fantasy football team suck? <laughs> Did you draft David Johnson with the first pick? <laughs> I can help you out. Go to iTunes. Subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. I will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face, make you happy. Maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes. Maybe you'll worry about things a lot less. Stand Up Fantasy at iTunes. Subscribe now. 
If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If you're making the minimum payments, but your balance is just not going down, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it will take years to get out of debt, call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 5 million people with credit card debt. They can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. If you're struggling with credit card debt, the first step is yours. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-220-3479. 800-220-3479. That's 800-220-3479. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services or by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission. License number DC32. say tony 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 i've done it again how about keeper leagues they become more and more the revolution and how about some strategies going into keeper leagues for the fantasy owners because you got to talk a little strategy when it comes to keeper leagues man because you gotta get all fired up and here are the guys with their key. Your BFFs for a little Wednesday Redux. How about that? You said Frank Stample, Mike Florio. So. So I didn't say my name. Unless you uh, well, turned like, into a peanut butter hating BFF. <laughs> I'm not. I like peanut butter. You also like miso soup. Love miso which soup. Which you had for lunch. Ooh, needed a miso soup for lunch today. Yes, sir. It's cold outside, man. It is. I should have got some soup. I'm shocked you didn't. How's your bowl? I didn't even ask. How's your bowl? It was pretty good. Nothing special. Mm. You didn't, didn't you, it wasn't like overly packed with stuff? No? I, it was. It was good. Not as good as Chipotle. Nah. I wouldn't say so. Cheaper than Chipotle. Yes, that's for sure. Right. It was always a plus. Absolutely. In my book. Oh, of course. Hashtag frugal Frank. I think, I think we're, we're all frugal here. We're all trying to save money. Oh, absolutely. All right. So, we're doing a little redux. Why, Frank? Why are we here? Besides me trying to win HQ. We're here to discuss keepers for 2018. Specifically, some players we're going to be looking at, but also keeper strategy. Correct. A little, a little talk, discussion. You don't play in any football keeper leagues? My home league, which I just faced I off to, against I, Michael Florio. I used to. I left the league, to be honest. Is it is a keeper league? So, I could tell you my keepers. You could tell me whether they're good or not. Okay. Uh, but we could also discuss some strategy. Whether or not people should play in keeper leagues. What's the right way to do it if you are going to do it. You know, stuff like that. I also wanted to, I also wanted to discuss, like I said, the strategy behind it, um, like keeping, like almost value versus skill. If you know what I mean, like 
do I keep a guy in the first or second round that's awesome or like take a guy that's a little less awesome a little bit later on? Who has like a ton of upside. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So I, th- so I think all of that is on the table. That's what we're going to do over, you know, the next hour or, you know, less depending on how we feel and how many people are watching. Cool? That's fair. All right. So so let's do it. I got my HQ going. I'm hoping to win some money. Uh, so let's let's do it. Will you, will you help me with money? Sure. All right. Let me know. So if I'm not uh, responding, that that that's why. Let's get into the keeper strategy here, Franklin. Franklin, a keeper league in football, we have on an average league you have 16 roster spots, correct? Yep. Okay. With 16 roster spots, how many do you feel is the right amount of players you should be able to keep? Two. Okay. How come? I don't want too much of the player pool. I mean, the draft is the best part of the year, in my opinion. So I don't want too much of the player pool uh, getting sucked out because they're all being kept on players uh, on owners' teams. So in my opinion, uh, I think my home league, it might even be 17 roster spots that we have, and we keep two players. And I think that's a perfect amount. Uh, whereas in, f- in fantasy baseball, there, there are bigger rosters, sometimes 25 to 30 people, and we'll keep four players there. So I, I think two is a good amount for... That 16, 15 through, you know, 18 roster spot range. I've always thought two to three uh, yeah. is okay. Not more than three, am I? No, opinion. not more than three. Otherwise, it comes to Dynasty League. And I agree. One of the reasons I've been against the Dynasty League uh, is for the reason you mentioned. The draft's the best part. I don't want to dilute it too, too much. So I, I've always preferred uh, two or three in the football keeper leagues that I have played. So, you want to keep two players, that means. We'll start there because I know that's what your league is. How does that change your draft on draft day? Are you drafting all of these upside guys later in the draft, saying, all right, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th round, these can be my keepers next year, I'm going to take more shots, rather than rounding out your team with some of the better players? Yeah, that's definitely something that happens, and it's something that I notice. Instead of, uh, you know, a lot of people in keeper leagues will pass on the reliable veteran-type players, the yep. Larry Fitzgeralds we've been talking yep. about this week on the Fantasy BFFs, who keeps getting disrespected. I mean, three years with over 100 receptions for Larry Fitzgerald, yet in a keeper league, or even in a dynasty league, you might see a guy like that slip because everyone wants to take the boom, the high upside-type plays. Um I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. I think you have to have a well balance of both. I, I It's kind of a cop-out, but you need players that are going to help you win this year. But towards the end of your draft, yes, you do want to take a lot of you know, high upside shots just to see, all right, maybe this guy breaks out. Maybe he gets a role later on in the season. Uh, I'll talk about you know one keeper that I'm going to have sure. later on. Round 15, I have Deion Lewis as a keeper for next year. So he was drafted in the second to last round of our league. And now, you know, if he goes back to the Patriots or lands on another team where he has a, a prominent role, then I'm looking at a guy in in round 15 that I can keep. So uh, I think it has to be a mix of both. But in a keeper league, yes, I think you are more inclined to take a lot of shots on upside players late in drafts. But I think, and I've always said this when it comes to, no matter what the sport, that yeah, keeper leagues are great, and finding guys later is, is fantastic. But ultimately, you're trying to win this year. Yep. And that's why like the Deion Lewis pick in the second last round, that wasn't for the future. You, you picked Deion Lewis this year because you thought he had a chance to help you this year. You were never going to plan on keeping Deion Lewis. No, and honestly, I'm in a position right now where I'm only thinking about keeping him because my keepers are not that great. So a problem that we have in our keeper league, and I'll open this up to you, Greg. Yeah. Maybe you have a suggestion is... Towards the end of the draft, a lot of people in my leagues, or in most keeper leagues that I've seen, will take a lot of players that are injured, but you can keep them the next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a couple of years ago, I drafted Jordy, Jordy Nelson, Nelson after sure. he tore his ACL in, I think, round 13 or 14. Yep. And everyone's like, well, he's not going to help you this year at all. 
doesn't matter. In a keeper league, I have an IR spot. I'm going to stash him there. Then when we get to the trade deadline, I'm going to trade him to a team that's out of it this year, and they're going to give me back three or four players who are going to help me win this year. Yep. The problem is, I, I'm just not a huge fan of that. And and to be honest, I've done it. So it's kind of a catch-22 because I just feel like drafting an injured player who has good keeper value for the next year, everyone's just tr- looking for this this big sell move at the trade deadline. And it's kind of similar to... You know, real sports where, you know, in the MLB trade deadline, teams that are out of it will, you know, sell their best players. Sure. So, in that sense, it's kind of realistic, but I just seem that uh, every year in our keeper leagues, there's this huge fire sales at the deadline mm-hmm. where people are just giving up players who have upside for the next year for established players who are going to help them win this season. You know, it's funny because I took in baseball, I'm always so playing for this year. And that's my keeper league experience mainly is baseball. I'm always playing for this year. And because of that, I let the injured players go. And I wind up getting screwed out of that because I didn't draft a U Darvish, the U.S. Tommy John. I don't draft some of these guys. Hold on one second. Which of these apps would you use to buy Bitcoin? Ooh. Mm. What are the options? I think, it's, I think it's that one. Citibike, Skyscanner, or Coinbase? Sorry. I'm HKing here. He's not lying. I'm not lying. I'm trying to win money. But anyway, so I, I do feel like I. I almost looked too much to this year, and even I, I, even like in recent years, at the end of the draft, I've been talking about some of the. I've been drafting some of these players that I thought would help me this year. Like I go back to Eduardo Rodriguez. I was never going to keep that guy, but like he's supposed to have a nice year. Um, some of these older guys, I've I've done that too more often than not, and I do screw myself long term, but I'm trying to win this year. You're talking about this balance. I have to find that. I have to find that balance to try to be better, and I and I know that. Um, when it comes to the injured guys, if you don't have an IR spot, I just can't recommend doing it because you're literally wasting a roster spot all year. Jordy Nelson, a fi- prime example. Hold on. Where is the first Voodoo Donuts opened? Portland, Seattle, or San Francisco? Voodoo Donuts. What do you think? All right. Too late. You ran out of time. I've, did you get it right? I have no idea. When do you find out if you get these right? In like 10 seconds or so. Okay. but now, I have no idea where Voodoo Donuts is. Oh, man. I feel like I, my answer was wrong. I wanted to say... I wanted, it was Portland, Seattle, or San Francisco. I should have said Portland. I think, don't tell me. I'm going to find it in five seconds, dude. Come on. Why do you got to do this? You don't have to look at my screen. What? You, can't, you, literally just couldn't, you literally just couldn't wait the 10 seconds until I found out. It hasn't been 10 seconds yet. I knew it was Portland. Why didn't I say Portland? You moron Portland is the face. right answer. I'm done. For example, Greg, yeah. the the balance of keeper strategy, deciding whether to go for it this year or to try and continue competing for the future. Perfect example this year in my keeper league, towards the trade deadline, I traded David Johnson and Julian Edelman, two players. I, I believe David Johnson was maybe a seventh round or eighth round yep. keeper, and Julian Edelman. Another example is the guy who sure. I drafted late in the draft because someone might buy in on him being right. back next year. Right. And I could trade him for for established players. But and again, it's I, a little bit exactly different what I did. because you had the IR spot, right? Yes. But the problem was I had David Johnson and Edelman all year, and I only had one IR spot. Okay. So that's constantly something that I was battling with. I can't tell you how many times I, I was this close to dropping Julian Edelman, but I didn't do it because I knew at the trade deadline that I could get value for him. I ended up turning those two players into Melvin Gordon, Demarius Thomas, and Stephon Diggs at the trade for injured players that's the pain and that's the uh stuff that you have to put up with in keeper leagues not for everybody
<laughs> it never gets old. All right, everyone. Two truths, one lie. I was going to be on the real world. I play the oboe. And I saved a kid's life. You definitely never saved a kid's life. I'm serious. Last summer, I donated bone marrow to a kid who had leukemia. Saving a life. The truth is, it's easier than you think. Learn how at DKMS.org. <laughs> who knew we were living with a hero? Um, a hero <laughs> who plays the oboe. <laughs> <laughs>《黑暗街》Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors, so you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today and unlock the secrets of injury analysis. What's going on, Maria? Let me tell you something. You look excited. I'm so excited. What are you excited for? Uh, Lineup Lock Live, which is our show every Sunday on Fantasy Sports Network, Dish, Television, YouTube Live, and on the Fantasy Radio app. I'm excited to wake up early with you on Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, all the way to kickoff. Four hours. Absolutely. It's going to be the two of us, Emery Hunt, and a cast of experts. Experts that win fantasy football championships, and they want to help you win, too. So we'll talk sit starts. We'll talk injuries. We'll talk weather. And we will take your calls and questions and help you win your leagues and win that cash. So good. So so fun. So excited. What I can I say? I cannot think of doing anything else on a Sunday morning. I don't need eggs. I don't need <laughs> prayer. I just need lineup lock live 9 a.m. to kick off Eastern. Be there. Play on Fantasy Draft, the only daily fantasy site where every head-to-head contest is rake-free, including contests you create. Fantasy Draft also gives you the ability to block up to 25 players from entering your head-to-head contest. With a $1 million prize pool and 200000 to the winner, Fantasy Draft is running their inaugural NFL Live Final, the Carolina Million. Sign up today at FantasyDraft.com with promo code FNTSY and experience players first for yourself. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. Ezekiel Elliott, Carl Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free, 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. Does your fantasy football team suck? (laughs) Did you draft David Johnson with the first pick? (laughs) I can help you out. Go to iTunes, subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. I will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face, make you happy. Maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes. Maybe you'll worry about things a lot less. Stand Up Fantasy at iTunes. Subscribe now.
So it was worth it. Obviously. Flags fly forever. Obviously so. Obviously so. So I think what we're kind of trying to getting at is ultimately, it depends on your league. It depends on uh, your roster construction. And I hate these answers. I know they're cop-outs because they they are. Um, But it's important to play both for this year with an eye toward next year. Is that like all fair to say? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was saying early on. It, it's it's a balance. Yeah, you know, don't completely avoid a guy like Larry Fitzgerald. No, I mean, don't avoid all veteran players. Um, maybe they'll they'll fall down a little bit later in the draft in a keeper league or a dynasty draft. But I mean, even even in dynasty where you keep your entire team from year to year, I wouldn't shy away from taking a Larry Fitzgerald if he's going to help you win this year. And in a dynasty league, you're going to get him for dirt cheap. So yeah. I think that's a good idea. Um, you know, trying to have a balance of both, taking some high upside guys in the middle, uh, really the middle rounds, trying to find some of those breakout guys. Because if you hit on some of those, for example, this year, if you hit on an Adam Thielen in an eighth round, ninth yeah. round, something like that, then you're keeping him uh, the next year for whatever. That, that's something I wanted to ask you about too, Greg, is how should people set up their keeper league? So in my league, if you draft a player, he moves up one round the next year. But I've heard of other keeper leagues where... You can keep two players for absolutely no penalty. And in my opinion, I, I don't really like that because then everyone's kind of going to have a stacked team. Everyone's just going to keep their first or second round pick from the year before. Yeah, we've done it uh, in baseball. We've done it. You can keep a guy two rounds prior. Uh, so they move up two rounds. Two rounds, exactly. Okay. So, so we do we do two rounds. Uh, like in auction, we like year one, we added $10 to his amount. Year two, we added I think twenty dollars, like pretty significant. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah. So it, that is legit. Because we're trying to, we were trying to encourage people to throw their players, throw back their in. players back. Okay. And um, you were only allowed to keep like two players. We we did that that uh, scale. Or we had another th- cool thing in football uh, when I was in the keeper league, where we had a franchise tag where you signed somebody and you locked him in for three years. And if you wound up dropping him, there was like, a, a major penalty you had to pay. But I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That is pretty sweet. So in our league, we do. Um, you could keep two players. They move up one round each year, but you can only keep them for three years max. So this upcoming, this next fantasy football year is going to be fun because everyone's throwing. You know, it was the year that we started the draft, so everyone's throwing. Le'Veon Bell's getting thrown back in. Sure. Odell Beckham's getting thrown back in. David Johnson's going to get thrown back in. So that's going to be really fun. So I like each year moving up. One one round, okay. but you have a cap. You can't keep that player for more than three years. Yeah, round. I think that's great. So that in baseball, like I said, we have that two-year thing, and we have a cap at four years, I think. I mean, it's still a long time to have yeah. somebody. You have somebody for four years. like That's a long time to have them. Um, but there should be a cap at some point. Yeah, and in our auction baseball league, we do. You add on $5 each year to their amount. Okay. But again, can only be kept for three years max. Okay. I also like, uh, if you play in keeper leagues, setting a deadline for when players who were added off the waiver wire can be kept. or Because if you don't, then you're going to get people making pickups in the offseason yeah. or like during the fantasy yep. playoffs and mm-hmm. screwing other people out of you know picking up those players and trying to keep them for the next year. And it's funny, we, we had to work our way through that. So that happened to us in our baseball league. Like we had, we were pick, people were picking up players during the playoffs. I, was do, I didn't make the playoffs. I was doing it one year and just grabbing all of these young guys. Like Why wouldn't I? Um, players getting called up, uh, like Rafael Devers is a bad example. Uh, but Yohan Moncada a couple of years ago got called up during the fantasy playoffs for the Red Sox, and I grabbed them. They're like, "You can't make a pickup now. You're not in the playoffs." I'm like, I don't care. Like this is a keeper league. I, I'm going to now. What we did do with pickups 
is in baseball where it's about 24 rounds, uh, we made all pickups in the 10th round. So it was like significant. Like he had to be good to do it. I wound up picking up Corey Seager very late when he got called up in a September call up a couple of years ago. And I kept him. I was like, all right, this, listen, he's going to start a shortstop for the Dodgers. He's going to hit to the top of the lineup. I'm going to keep him. Um, But it's rare. Like Carlos Correa is another one that gets called up in September and you kept it it, it immediately skyrocketed Mm -hmm. his his draft value. But we made it pretty significant. And I feel the same way about football that if you pick a guy up as a free agent, there should be not a a penalty, but it shouldn't cost you nothing, in my opinion, because you happen to spend the most fab because you had the most need for that guy Mm -hmm. that week. So I, I never found the best way to properly adjust fab with keepers. I thought it was very hard. So I have no problem if pickups aren't kept at all. I have no problem if it's a significant, um, I don't want to say penalty because it's not. Uh, it's a significant value that they are kept at. Yeah. But I do think that there should be a rule for all keeper leagues in regards to picking guy ups, picking guys up where it costs a hefty price to keep them. Yeah. So in our in our football league where it's uh, seventeen rounds, if you pick up a player, you have to keep him in the sixth round. See, that's great. So that's, so that's a that's a pretty high value. And yeah. then in our baseball league where I think it's twenty five rounds, we do the tenth round. So, 10th or 12th. So, uh, pretty much... Quick pause here. Yes. Uh, I'm reading Mike Florio's Twitter. Okay. Uh, he set up a Beat Mike Florio League on Fat Tracks. He did not do like a Beat the BFFs League or do a group thing. He selfishly wow. set up a Beat Mike Florio League. So, he goes to Florida. Yeah. And now he's just a one-man band. One-man man. One-man show. We are going to put extra... What happened to 3MB? No idea. Now it's just 1MB? Clearly. It's a one-man band Michael Florio. Yeah. But I thought we were going to do like a BPFS league. Same. But he's too good for us. Now. Right. Honestly, extra Dude, peanut butter. Yo, extra I peanut was, was going to say, you better slab yeah. that bread yeah. with some peanut butter. Oh, man. I am. I'm going to put extra peanut butter on that sandwich now tomorrow. That's This is all his fault. You know what the best part up. is? He's never going to watch this and never going to know. That's the best part. 100% deserves it too, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, that's just damn rude. Okay, so that's kind of the, or, or keep your... Conversation, uh, I think, about the rules behind keeper leagues. Do you prefer keeper leagues? Do you prefer redraft leagues? Honestly, in in years past, I, I like redraft more now right. because I, I'm tired of it. Was the fire sale thing that that keeps pushing me away from keeper leagues? And, and if Greg, if you have a solution for this, this is something that we've tried in our football league. Now is that we have uh, we have a consolation bracket where if you win that bracket. The next year, you get to choose your draft pick. So it kind of gives people incentive to not trade away their entire team, not don't fire sale their yep. entire team away at the deadline. Uh, and then if you win the loser's bracket, you get to choose your draft slot for the next year. So that is one way that we're trying to keep people uh, into it instead of just giving up their entire team. Do you have any other solution as to what you can do in a keeper league? Say that again. Fire sailing at the deadline. I know. So we, that was the. Is there a solution? Is there a way to stop people from giving up their entire yep. team yep. for a, a hurt Julian Edelman, a hurt Jordy Nelson, to kind of keep the um, the integrity of the league alive? I want to say. So my my problem, my problem with that is I had the problem. I, I, we had this issue. We made our football league a keeper league, probably like five years ago now, and I had been in a keeper league before, multiple keeper leagues before. Unlike most of my the players in my league. And I knew the fire sale was coming. The trade deadline was was here. I knew it was coming. Like, why wouldn't it come? And the fire sale for the rookie, the first time keeper league players in my league shell shocked them. 
It absolutely shell-shocked them. Seeing Adrian Peterson uh, traded away for, like, uh, I think it was Julius Thomas at the point. Something like that when he was on Denver, obviously. Um, seeing some of these big-time running backs get traded for what seemed like nothing at the time. Like a, a young Demarius Thomas, right? And we're sitting here, and I'm like, what did you expect? It's a keeper league. Like, these are going to happen. This ruins the integrity of the league. How can we do this? So I was like, all right, you want the keeper league? We won't have the keeper league. And I'm like, well, we wouldn't have drafted this way then. I'm like, you can't have it both ways. You can't, in my opinion, cap the fire. Like, you can, I'll tell you what we do in our baseball league to cap the fire sale. But like, you can only do so much, in my opinion, to, to stop it. It's part of the league. It's how it works. In my baseball league currently, two years ago, guy came in last. But at a deadline, he traded everything he had away. Came in dead last. A year later, he won it all. And that's how it's supposed to work. Like, that's absolutely how it's supposed to work. And he did it. So I give him all the credit in the world. That's great. But in football, like people have to be ready for that culture shock where you're going to see these big names get traded for not even close to their value and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to get pissed off. But I don't see a way to like call it illegal. Here's what we do do to cap it in a way. In our baseball league, we have a rule where last place pays double. So if it's $100 a guy, you can have the last place, you got to pay another $100. So that makes... People number one continue to update their team even mm-hmm. if they're out of it. Yep. Number number two, you may not trade every last thing away. Every last piece, you may you may keep something. So that's rule number one. Rule number two, I think we wrote out, but ultimately we kind of figured out as we went along, and I'm sure you had to do this in your keeper league too, Frank. And that was it couldn't be me trading away. I'll use Adrian Peterson again. Me trading away Adrian Peterson for your best three guys, your best three players. That was unfair. And I think baseball was, was, was obvious too, right? Like, all right, he, I, have, I have this unbelievable keeper. Uh, this year, I have Alvin Kamara on my team. I'm not making the playoffs, right? But for Alvin Kamara, I'm not going to take Todd Gurley and Antonio Brown from you because that's, that's just ridiculous. So it's almost like a common sense rule where it's like, okay, if it's one keeper, then you get one star player back. One star player and maybe one good player back, but not two stars for that one star. If you want to include two keepers, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But we've almost made it like a one-to-one or two-for-two ratio or like one and a A and a B, not two A's, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's that's the hard part of trying to figure that out. Um, And like I was saying, we implemented this consolation bracket just so that players would, would, you know, not want to sell away their entire teams and don't completely blow up their team. But in your consolation bracket, are they allowed to pick up players during the playoffs? Yeah, so that's actually something we're going to vote on in the offseason to try and get rid of that because we had some people making picks up, pickups and that's in the consolation bracket. But if you win the consolation bracket, you get to choose your draft slot the next year. But then, so, so we've considered that as well. But the problem with that is, and we did that in a league. Like We, we literally had the same exact thing. You win the consolation bracket. Yep. You We just said you get first pick. But same concept. Um... But the problem with that is they, when you put something on the line for a consolation bracket, I have found, they have every right to pick somebody up. They have every right to do everything they can to try to win because they, they are playing for something now. And that takes away from the grand prize, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, maybe you set up like a second come, second serve kind of basis. Like, if the people who are in the playoffs get first crack at the free agent. That would be fine. And then maybe the right. consolation bracket gets, uh, you know, the second opportunity at free agents that, just to see that what would, is there. That would be cool. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. If, like, 
the waivers run on a Tuesday night, everybody's free agent Wednesday, then they can start picking up players. Yeah. And I have actually said that um, in a in a similar position this year. I was in the playoffs, or in the play outside the playoff race. I made. The, I was. I was clearly making the playoffs. The team in last place is week thirteen. The team in last place bid twenty five dollars of his fab, and I mean, I had none left. So I didn't really care, or two dollars left. He bid twenty five dollars on the Chargers defense because they had a good playoff schedule or whatever. Uh, they had a good match at week thirteen, and we're like, "What the f are you doing, man? Like, you spent all year not spending your fab. You spent twenty five dollars on the Chargers defense in week thirteen. Like, why?" You have no right to do that. You're out of it. And his argument was that he wanted to try to keep somebody out of the playoffs. And I was like, listen, number one, he has every right to do that because it's week 13. It's regular season. He has, yeah. he absolutely has right to pick up players. Number two, all we want, like if we're fighting for a playoff spot, I want the guy's opponent to try to keep him out of the playoffs. That's exactly what I'm asking for from somebody that's not making the playoffs. So I want that. But the other side of that is from my perspective, when I'm in last place or the bottom of, the, of a league or not in the playoffs, I kind of take it where I'm not going to put any fab bids in. I'm going to do the second coming. I'm not going to make any drastic trades because I'm out of it. I don't want to accept the balance. I don't want to disrupt the balance of the league. Even if I think it's good for me, it's like, it's not my place to get involved. And that's how I felt about fab. That's how I felt about the trades. I have no problem picking people up. Zero dollar bids or first come, first serve. That's fine. I don't think it was right to, when you're out of it, to change the balance of the league. I know it's not like a keeper league thing, but yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it is, but, I mean, he had a right to do it, right? I mean, yeah, you want to spoil someone else's chances? That's that's completely he, fine. It's up to you. He has a right to do it, no yeah. doubt about it. That's like an NFL team, you know, bringing back one of their players off IR. I mean, just to, like, spoil, like, an AFC North matchup. To spoil, you know, a rival from making the playoffs or something. Like, you can't tell an NFL team, oh, you can't bring that player back kind of thing or something like that, but that's the only kind of analogy that I could think of. Okay. Okay, so that's that. Let's get into the keeper. Let's get into the keepers a little bit more. Okay. Because we're doing, we now talk a little keeper league, keeper league rules. Now we want to talk keeper league strategy. The problem is a lot of it depends on the player, right? So if you drafted Todd, in your league, you drafted Todd Gurley at the beginning of the second round, right? It, which was possible this year. You're going to keep him in the first round. Yes. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. If you drafted Julio Jones in the second round. So my answer to that is not nearly as the IRS $10,000. The IRS garnished my wages. They put a lien on my house. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. They do not give up until you pay. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions Now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions Now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions Now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. Tax Solutions Now can get you help. Our agents know the 
rules can stop the pain and get you the best deal. We connect you with a team of former IRS agents and tax professionals who will get the IRS off your back. We saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world. Call Tax Solutions now. Time is running out. Call 800 9106 Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermofiltration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. Here, so you can put these rules in place and vote on them. Vote, vote, vote. I'll tell you why. What if my draft pick is 212? What if I have the first pick overall? So why, why wouldn't I keep it? Do you play in leagues where you have to declare your keepers before you know what draft pick you have? No. Like keeper leagues, I have always played and I know my draft spot. Okay. So yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's the way to do it. I think it's a strategy. Yeah. So, so what, what about mean, you? Do you, guys, do you guys do that, pick your keepers before the draft slot? No, no, no. Oh, okay. You find a draft slot and then you choose your keepers. Right. Yeah, so it makes sense. Like you, then you'll know. Maybe, maybe at one twelve, it makes sense to keep a Julio Jones or something like sure. that. Sure, but I mean, you don't, you won't know, you won't know what that value is based Today. on until you know your draft slot. So, Obviously. and plus, there's gonna, there's gonna be so much that changes between now and then, and you know, there's gonna, we're gonna get a lot of questions, a lot of value based keeper questions like Kamara in the tenth, mm-hmm. or you know, 
I don't know, something like Thielen in the ninth or so something like that. So it's like weighing the 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 value, the keeper value of each player. So um, I don't think Kamara is a fair example. Yeah. Like, all right, Kamara is a first round pick. Yeah. I don't think Kareem Hunt's a fair example because Kareem Hunt's a first round pick. Unless you have Kareem Hunt and Kamara, then you're just like, uh. So I have Kareem Hunt as a keeper eligible player in my home league, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I'm necessarily going to keep him for the first round. I have Zach Ertz for a fifth. Okay, here's exactly what I want to get into. All right, cool. And then I have Deion Lewis in the 15th. Right. A lot depends on the offseason, though. I don't think it does. No? No. Like, You're like, keeping... Like, are you kidding me? Kareem Hunt in the first? Yes! But what if I have, like, 1.2? That's won, the thing. Right, what if you have 1-1 one, one or 1-2? One, well, right. whoever won the constellation bracket is probably going to take 1-1. One, one. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I think... But yes, I think that's interesting. So at that point, that's why I'm like, if I have an early first-round pick... I don't know if I'm necessarily going to keep Kareem Hunt because maybe I, I could throw him back into the, well, can you tra- the can player you, pool. Can you trade Kareem Hunt then? We, not, we don't do trading keepers. You don't do trading keepers. Nope. Why? I don't know. I mean, I could vote for it in the offseason. It's just something that no one's ever wanted to do. I think you're voting up to that because something that we have done, if it's keeper league. Like No one's ever brought it up though. Like Nobody is actively seeking it in my league. So. Well, we, are, we have always been big. Uh, we've always done an offline draft. And we've always, when we've done a keeper, we did a keeper league, I have my baseball roster from last year is my baseball roster. Today I can trade you a guy. Because I might have too many keepers. I may be looking for a keeper. Maybe it maybe it makes more sense in baseball with more keepers than just the two. But I think you should have I've always felt that your roster is a roster, you should have a right to trade a keeper away. But it's your league, I you know, I don't want to get involved in that. So Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt for a first and Earth for a fifth is what it looks like right now. Right. Those so, sound like good keepers to you? So the thing with Kareem Hunt is, yes, I'd love to have Kareem Hunt back. Yeah. But you're, but Literally, his entire value depends on your draft slot. Yeah, like, like where you value. are in the first round. Right, like literally, because he's not going to go higher than like one four or one, one five. But he might one four five six. in our league because a lot of the players right. who are going, you know, one in that first four or five picks are already being David kept. Johnson, like, I'm telling you right Todd now, Gurley. David Johnson's already being kept. Todd Gurley's already being kept by Michael Florio. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's being kept again for a second round pick. So. Maybe he is. Maybe he is an early first round. So pick now you're clo- now you're close enough. Where all right, maybe he's not one one. You have one one. Whatever. To me, I'm gonna lock that safety up. Get my get my rock solid RB one in the first round, which is fine. I'm okay with that. And move on. Yeah, that's, that's probably where I'm going right now. But that that's gonna be you know a question that a lot of people are gonna have is like, do I use an early round keeper? Or do I use like a late round keeper? Right. This is exactly the question you had earlier yep. on a lesser player, but I'm going to have all my early picks to kind of do whatever I want with my totally. Team. And, yeah. and you know, I, I again, I'm sorry, I go back to baseball because that's that's what I've been doing. But I missed out, as I said to you, over the last couple of years on some of these really really young guys um, in rounds twenty, you know, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. And just some of these older guys. So my team, like my keepers last year. We're like Arenado, but like not nearly as high as he once was, of course. Corey Seager, he wasn't, now he's like in the, in the sixth round or so. That's kind of where he's going. And it, maybe I'm getting a round or two discount, but it wasn't a great keeper anymore. And that is kind of where I've been. And now I felt like this offseason, we're just talking about trading. I'm probably going to have to trade for some keepers. I, don't, I just don't, I don't have much, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get into some players? Yeah, let's do, it. let's do it. You have the player list in front of you. So. Yes, I'm actually looking at a... I don't know if I should plug this or not. Should I plug this? Yeah, you look at Mike Clay's dynasty Mike rankings, Clay's dude. top 240 dynasty fantasy football rankings. I'm looking at my, I'm, which we can I, use for keepers as well. So you're doing that. Uh, I'm about to be looking at my fantasy baseball team. So, 
I feel like we should we just skip over the obvious ones like Alvin Kamara was probably drafted very late in a lot of drafts. He's probably going to be kept everywhere. I mean, in the leagues where Kareem Hunt was taken in the third or fourth round or in early drafts where he was taken in maybe the seventh or eighth, right. he's going to be kept in those mm-hmm. leagues. If you have to, if you get penalized for whatever draft pick. If you don't get penalized for whatever draft pick you're keeping a player at, then you're, you're probably just keeping your best player or whoever you think can help you for uh, the long term, whoever can help you be competitive for the long term. Uh, but... I think an interesting one is a guy that we, we brought up today who might get a shot in Week 17 is actually Derrick Henry. Sure. And where where you should value him um, if everything goes right in the offseason, if the Titans get rid of DeMarco Murray, where should Derrick Henry be valued at? And earlier on in the week, I said probably third, fourth round. I think he'll be you know between 13 and 24 right, as a running back coming into next year if there is no DeMarco Murray. So... He's one that instantly sticks out to me as a guy that we've been waiting to to have his own workload for a while now, and if he gets that, he could end up being a good keeper come 2018. Yeah, he can be an awesome keeper in 2018 if it all works out. Like we thought the breakout was coming in, in 20 in 2017. I know we didn't take him because we're morons, but like we expected the breakout to come in 2017. We thought at some point Demarco Murray would fade, Derek Henry would step up, and we saw like signs of that. We saw him have ability to take over, but it didn't like fully bloom and fully blossom. And my my fear with Derrick Henry, and I know we don't have to declare keepers now in December, but my, my fear with Derrick Henry is the Titans are always going to have somebody else. Whether that's DeMarco Murray, and maybe Derrick Henry will be the main back, but I think there's going to be a pass-catching back or maybe a goal line back or a compliment here to Derrick Henry. I am afraid that even if Murray's gone... We don't go into the 2018 season with just Derrick Henry as a guy. And I think that takes some of the shine off of Henry. Like, I think people are going to be a higher next year in Derrick Henry than I am. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good keeper. Like, listen, you draft him in the 12th round or something like that as a handcuff to DeMarco Murray, which many people did, I'm sure. It's a good keeper. You're going to do it. I don't think he's going to be as outstanding. And this is very, very early on without seeing new, a potential new coaching staff, uh, without seeing potential roster moves. I'm not sure how sold I am I'm going to be on him. That's all. I think you made a lot of fair points, but I think you can make those points for a lot of running back tandems Absolutely. in the NFL. Like there you can count the workhorse running backs on one hand, uh how many there are in the NFL. So I'm not entirely worried, even if they bring in a complimentary back, a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think honestly what Derrick Henry can be is what we've got out of Jordan Howard the past couple of seasons. I think if he was a full workload kind of guy, I think he can rush for over 1,200 yards, maybe 11, 1,200 yards. Uh, not going to catch the ball much, maybe between 20 and 30 receptions, but can flirt with double-digit touchdowns. Good offensive line. I think it's an offense we think is going to grow and get better. If they can get the right offensive-minded coaches in there, we saw what Sean McVay can do with a Jared Goff. And honestly, we've seen Mariota be good in years past already. Absolutely. So, I mean, if you get the right offensive uh, mindset coach in there, you have Mariota, you have a good tight end in Delaney Walker, you have good wide receivers, what we think will be good wide receivers in Corey Davis. Uh, Rashard Matthews, we've seen him be fine. Maybe he's not a prototypical number one, but I think people expect Corey Davis to kind of grow into that. So, th- We'll come back with more Keeper League strategy right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You listen to Fantasy Football. <laughs>
Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven, gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Come Greg Sussman say it. Muscle Maker Grill was made for baseball season. Muscle Maker Grill supplies you with delicious, healthy meals that will give you energy to cheer on your team week after week. Whether you're craving flavorful salad, packed wraps, or guiltless entrees, Muscle Maker Grill has you covered. Hosting a game? No problem. Our catering packages will have your whole team satisfied with flavors ranging from Italian to Tex-Mex and much, much more. Visit MuscleMakerGrill.com for your nearest location and have a winning season. Does your favorite fantasy sports show pair banging on the table demanding shots? Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. With deep, smart Kareem Hunt analysis? If not, then I think the fantasy BFFs are for you. Every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube Live, join Greg Sussman, Frank Stample, Mike Florio, and NXT wrestler Eric Young for some of the best, most enjoyable, most imaginative fantasy analysis out there. Don't get your fantasy from boring people. Yo! This is the fantasy football best friends forever. Check out the Fantasy BFFs 11 a.m. every weekday only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports YouTube page. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Mo's.
Welcome back, hour number one, Fantasy Football Rewind. I gotta tell you, it's firing up when you're thinking about it, is that the Keeper Leagues, I think it's, um, they add a whole new strategy uh, to the leagues, which I, I like. Uh, the more strategy, the better. The more entertainment in the league, the more complex I like. But, the fallout that you get from some of those trades that these guys are talking about are hard when people don't have real expectations and don't understand the keeper leagues. Now, I play in the dynasty leagues before, and it's the whole, you keep the whole roster year to year. And I've played in football leagues where you even have a uh, a rookie squad, and you're allowed to keep five first-year players on that. Uh, we had offensive and defensive players. It was amazing. And you could get these leagues as deep and complex as you want. I think that if you haven't ever played IDP leagues, you should absolutely get in an IDP league and try it out. It's a lot of fun. The whole league all of a sudden becomes at your disposal. So it's great, great stuff. And I would suggest that everybody, if you haven't done it, go out there and do it. Do it and uh, give it a shot can't knock it until you try right that's one of those lines that i've always said you know imagine if everyone tried everything before they knocked it no you can't be you'd be in jail you'd be in jail right we don't want anyone going to jail that's one of the things we refrain against we don't want jail terms for our people. So stay out of jail and we'll all be here for each other. Working it. Working it like there's nobody's business, right? We like to work it. We like to jerk it. And we like to, and when I meant jerk it, I meant rock back and forth. Don't let your crazy minds run away. Stay tuned. Hour number two. The Fantasy News Desk up next. No, that's over with. Fantasy Football.